Welcome back to Ideas Without Borders, Engineers Without Borders podcast. My name is Dallas. And I'm Thea. If you're interested in learning about the Canadian electoral process, the party platforms, and the importance of young adults voting, keep listening. Bailey from Engineers Without Borders Advocacy Group is here to inform you about the Canadian electoral process. Canadians elect their leader through the the first-past-the-post system. This is different from the Electoral College in the United States. In Canada, we elect members of Parliament to the House of Commons. The House is where bills are introduced and debated before being approved of and signed. Canada has 338 members of Parliament from the Electoral Districts that make up the House of Commons. The party with the most member of Parliaments wins the election and forms a government. 170 seats are needed for a majority government. In the last election, the Liberal government won 177 seats. This system means that we do not vote for our Prime Minister directly. For example, if you vote Liberal and Liberals win the election, that does not mean your vote contributed to that win. If you vote Liberal and your electoral riding elects a Conservative member of Parliament, that means that your riding contributed to the number of seats that Conservatives won, regardless of your personal vote. The Liberals promised electoral reform in the 2015 election, but this was not followed through. Thanks, Bailey. Up next, you will hear from Shannon about the Green Party platform, Kelvin with the Conservatives, and Anna with Liberals and NDP. The Green Party, led by Elizabeth May, has two seats in the House of Commons. The party runs on a platform of environmental activism, nonviolence, social justice, sustainability, and respect for diversity. Their platforms promise to reduce emissions to 60% below 2005 levels by 2030, ban fracking, end imports of foreign oil, and oppose fossil fuel projects. They say they would end fossil fuel subsidies within a year. For education, they want to eliminate the widely popular Registered Education Savings Plan, RESPs, and replace it with a plan for free post-secondary tuition. For social issues, they want to dismantle the Indian Act and extend healthcare coverage to include universal pharmacare plus dental care for low-income Canadians. For economic policies, they want to increase corporate tax rates from 15 to 21 percent. They would also like to apply a corporate tax on tech companies like Netflix, Facebook, Google, and Airbnb. So I'll be talking about the Conservative Party and their platform. The Conservatives are a right-wing party. They currently hold 95 seats in the House of Commons, and this party leader is Andrew Scheer. For their environmental platform, the Conservatives wish to repeal the carbon tax, and they are committed on meeting the 2016 Paris Agreement target. They do wish to expand Canada's oil and gas sector by going forward with the Trans Mountain Pipeline. The Conservatives wish to close the gap between conventional and electrical vehicles. In terms of education, the Conservatives want to boost the RESP contributions from 20 to 30% for every dollar invested. However, this caps at $2,500 per year. In their social platforms, the Conservatives wish to continue with the Canada Child Benefit. However, they dismissed Pharmacare and would rather instead focus on those not covered by provincial governments or rather by their workplaces. For immigrations, they have not stated exactly how many immigrants they wish to accept every year. However, Andrew Scheer has stressed the importance of economic immigration and prioritizing those facing true persecution from their home countries. He also wishes to crack down on illegal border crossings and increase refugee screenings. Economics can be seen as one of the main pitches for the Conservative Party. Andrew Scheer has promised his party would erase the deficits while cutting taxes. 
He is planning to cancel at least $1.5 billion in corporate handouts and subsidies for Canadian businesses and balance the books over a five-year time period. He has also promised a universal tax cut while making a promise to make employment insurance benefits for new parents to be tax-free. He also wishes to remove the government sales tax from home heating costs and revive tax credits such as those from public transit, children's fitness, and the arts. Finally, for his domestic policies, Andrew Scheer has promised to end foreign oil imports and get the pipelines built as stated earlier. He also wants to improve credential recognitions to make it easier for immigrants to get jobs as long as they have equivalent skill sets. He will not reopen NAFTA after the U.S. closed it down. He also wants to keep small business taxes rate at 9%. At the same time, he also proposes on lowering the tax rate from 15 to 5% for the green technology companies. And as for gun control laws, they are strongly against a handgun ban. The Liberal Party, a center-left party, currently has a majority government led by Prime Minister Justin Trudeau with 177 seats in the House of Commons. Their environment platform is to commit to net zero emissions by 2050, creating legally binding five-year milestones, ban harmful single-use plastics as early as 2021, have a set minimum carbon price of $20 per tonne this year, increasing $10 a year up to $50 by 2022, and they promise to end fossil fuel subsidies by 2050. Regarding education, the Liberal Party pledges to increase student grants, allow a two-year interest-free period for student loans following graduation, and intend to not make graduate students start paying back their loans until their annual income reaches or exceeds $35,000. They have added $4.5 billion for Indigenous services, including Inuit healthcare gaps, revitalizing language, and creating a National Council on Reconciliation. They also plan to implement universal pharmacare, and they plan to decrease income tax by 1.5% for households within the range of approximately $45,300 to $90,600 annual income. The New Democratic Party which sits to the left of the Liberal Party, is led by Jagmeet Singh and currently has 39 seats in the House of Commons. Their environmental platform aims to reduce emissions by 38% below the 2005 level by the year 2030. They aim to eliminate fossil fuel subsidies, expand public transit with the aim to go fare free. They also strongly oppose a trans mountain pipeline due to the environmental risks. They plan on continually decreasing tuition with the eventual goal of free post-secondary tuition. In the meantime, they intend to increase accessibility to student grants. Regarding healthcare, they support a public pharmacare plan including public coverage for dental, mental, vision, and hearing health. In addition, they will impose a 1% wealth tax on those making over $20 billion annually increase income tax rate for the highest income individuals in Canada, that is people making over $210,000 annually, by 2% from 33 to 35%. Thank you for that concise overview of each of the platforms. We now have Kirsten Neal here from Future Majority, and we'd like to start off by asking what is Future Majority and what is their goal as an organization? Yeah, so Future Majority is a really new organization. It was founded by youth youth. It's a nonpartisan NGO that is working to mobilize young people across the country in Canada 
to go out and vote and, and get their opinions heard and recognized by political parties across the spectrum. To continue, we'd like to address one of the key takeaways from the podcast, uh, which is why is it important for young people to vote? So uh, one of the kind of fun facts about this um, election is that young people, so millennials, Gen Zs, make up 37% of all of the eligible voters. So this gives us a lot of power. And obviously, in our day and age, there's a lot of issues that are really pressing for young people's futures. So it's important that we engage political parties and politicians in general to take these issues seriously so that we get them changed into policy. And what are the most pressing issues for young adults today? And are they taking these into consideration in the upcoming election? We've been talking to students now for months and months about the things that they care about and the issues that they are most concerned about. The kind of recurring themes are climate change and the climate crisis, healthcare and mental health care systems, student debt and education, as well as the housing crisis and job security. Do you feel the political parties are taking these concerns from young adults and addressing them in their political platforms? I think one of the problems that young people have in terms of politicians taking us seriously is that historically we don't go out and vote. So even though we do make up 37% of the eligible voting block, it's not something that politicians are really taking into consideration. And that's why we're here trying to get young people to actually go out to vote and to pledge to vote. So we do show politicians that they need to take us seriously. Thank you, Kirsten, for going over the importance of young Canadians voting. One more question I'd like to finish off with is aside from voting, are there other ways that young Canadians can be involved in the federal election? Or how can people get involved with future maturity? It'll depend kind of on when they're looking to get involved. There are always opportunities for people to work with Elections Canada. Future Majority is actually hiring people at Conestoga and then at other locations across the country to help bring students to the polls for the pre-election voting week. In terms of other things afterwards, I mean, it's super, it's super important for people to get involved in things that they're passionate about. And there's tons of organizations across the region like Rise Waterloo and Climate Strikers Canada, if the environmental side of things is what you're interested in, going to those protests, helping to plan them, and really standing up for the things that you believe are important. Thanks everyone for sharing. In the description below, you can find important information on where and when to vote at the University of Waterloo campus for the upcoming federal election. Remember, young voters make up half of the voting population this election. We are a powerful political force. Let our voices be heard and let us decide our own future.